Welcome to episode 40-something of the Creative Strings Podcast. I'm with my good friend, Casey Dreesen, today. We are live from my back porch in Asheville, where we both live. And uh, we're going to talk about Casey's new project called Other Lands. And we're going to play a little bit of fiddle and talk about chopping and other things that Casey's an expert on. And um, I just want to say thanks to our sponsors, Yamaha and also Electric Violin Shop. Thanks to our sponsors. More about that later. Uh, just like to dive right in with you, Casey, if it's okay. Um, and let's just listen and talk about this. Tell us just a little bit about Otherlands and then just bring us into the first track. And we're going to listen to some nice snippets from your music today, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. My pleasure. It's nice to be in your backyard. Thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Otherlands uh, project, it's, the full name is Otherlands, a global music exploration. And uh, there's a record that just came out that's called Otherlands 1. And uh, what the project is, it's, uh, it's a nine-month journey that I made with my family. We went to six different countries, and when I was there, I was meeting with local masters with roots in their traditions, and I was getting together with them, with my fiddle, and we were just kind of seeing what would happen. We're sharing stories, we're sharing uh, our traditions with each other, we're seeing if we can make some music, and I'm documenting the process uh, through video, through audio and photography, and also doing some writing about it. So uh, that's in a nutshell what the project is. And so I met with, on the record, there are actually like 21 different musicians represented, uh, all told with the project. I think I met with like 65 different people, uh, recorded over 50 tracks. Uh, I put out 25 videos. It's like a film series. Um, and uh, there's blogs for all of the different videos. There's a ton of stuff. You know, it was a year's project. You were on the road around the world with your family, with, with your wife and your and your, your daughter, correct? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so we, uh, we were living in Spain for four years before this. And uh, then I finished my work there, and we decided to kind of take a year to travel before we came back to... Asheville here and uh, we went to six different countries we went and this is in order we were we did Spain uh, Ireland Scotland uh, then we went to India Japan and we got to Finland and we had actually planned to go to a few more but by the time we got to Finland uh, the coronavirus was around the world and uh, we ended up being locked down there for a couple months right. and eventually we came home but yeah. Honestly, I feel pretty fortunate, and I think we made it pretty far on the things that we had planned to do before all this happened. So. Well, it's amazing, and as of this moment right now, we have just recently both gotten both of our uh, vaccines uh, right. shots. And in fact, we just happened to be on the same day yeah, in was, the same locations. <laughs> and that's what we thought. And, That's hilarious. And and, uh, uh, and yeah, and I understand also that um, that you are going to be giving uh, some you you're donating any proceeds for the album as of this moment yeah. uh, towards everything that's happening in India right now. Absolutely. Um, so can we get into this first track and just hear Yeah. It? Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to hit track number two here. Uh, I'm going to do, well, if we have time today, I'll do one from each country. Awesome. You know, uh, and all countries are represented on here. It's like 13 tracks, so I got to, I got to pick some, you know. Yep. Uh, so, do you want me to just kind of kick it from the beginning and we just see yeah. where it goes? As long as we can get some nice, sizable, you know, I like to listen to like at least a minute, minute and a half, something like that, so we can really get a flavor yep. for it, and then and then ask you about your, you know, what it means to you, and I'll I'll share what I think. And yeah, yeah. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, we're gonna start uh, in the order of the countries. We're gonna start with Spain, and this is uh, up from the northwest region of Galicia. Let's go. 
It's like it reminds you of like when they have the delay, you know, on the record, but you yeah. created the delay like yeah. acoustically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, that is so killing, man. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Those guys are so fun to play with. If I could, that's a uh, 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 Leaf on the bazooki and Ugo Franco on the acoustic guitar. Beautiful. And uh, those guys are just like locomotives of rhythm. Yeah. And uh, it's a traditional tune called Aminha Borinha from up oh. in Galicia. Wow, 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 wow. It reminds me a little bit of Besame Mucho. Okay. You know, uh, you know. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, but with the six eight thing, and it was great to hear you um, on the chopping at one point. But there was a drum, but then they laid out at some point, and you did the chopping, right? Is that did I hear that correctly or not? Well, or it's it just, just it's just the three of us. So any so there's no drum. There's no drum. But the guitar created the feeling of a drum at times. Yeah, like, there, you know he's the got a, Sorry. Yeah, well they're both. I mean they're both super rhythmic, and they're at different times. I think you can kind of hear some thump. Yeah. Of you yeah. know the, how they're hitting the instruments, yeah. and you know this is not a studio setting. Right? right, you know, we're sitting, you know, in somebody's house, and uh, so I was also capturing, you know, you got foot tapping yeah. at different times and thumps, and it's really, I mean, that's the live experience, you know. It's beautiful. Well, Galicia, um, you know, I one we have a lot of really, I think, neat things in common, but one of them is that uh, that we've spent a ton of time in Spain, both yeah. of us. I've been to Spain probably thirty times hmm. in the last twenty years, and I know you spent a few years there. Um, and um, so I know we both really appreciate the the, the music there, the culture there. Uh, from what I've, if I remember correctly, in, in like Galicia, there's like a lot of Irish mix, but also flamenco mix, and so you yeah. know, African. It's kind of like a, I don't know. I don't know if you can speak about that or not. Well, I mean, I'm no expert in this, but um, it. I think you're you're right in that it's a uh, it's a Celtic type of music. Okay. You know, and uh, it. For folks that haven't heard it, you know, I, the way that I might describe it, I don't know if this is how they describe it, but this is how I would describe it. You know, you've got sort of like the the kind of the harmonic sense in a way of flamenco a little bit, some harmonic minor kind of things, right. and then Phrygian sort of stuff happening. Uh, but then you have the instrumentation and like the six eight sort of things that are coming from up in Ireland and Scotland, and somehow they've got this, you know, and they are also geographically located in a way place that is like kind of equidistant right. between all these things. Right. So I don't know if that's how it came to be, but for me, that's a it's a way that I can maybe communicate that to somebody that doesn't know yeah. about it. Yeah. You know? Man, I love that. I love that. Um, can we get into another tune? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see here. So the next place, uh, the next country that we went to actually was, uh, we went straight north there to Ireland. Awesome. And uh, I played so many jam sessions. You know, I went to so many pubs and played so many tunes with people. And I don't always know uh, the melodies. That's kind of the thing, like in right. the Irish sessions. You know, and they, they, <laughs> they play the song like three times and then they switch to the next song. And if you know the song, it's great. Right, and somebody will, you know, they'll they'll be playing. I don't know, it's a song in D, and somebody will say, "All right, E," and then they'll go, "Hup," and then the next tune will kick off. And uh, sometimes they like there's certain sets that people do, sets of tunes where they know it's probably going to go to one or you know or another of these couple common tunes, um, and they know them. But I don't know them, and I can't pick up the tune in three times. Right, 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 right. You know, so especially like a long melody or whatever. I like, know. Yeah. I can start to get the shape of it, but right. like the nuance of it, no. You're yeah, right. Right. Uh, so what ends up happening uh, if I don't know the melody is that I end up playing a lot of rhythm. Right. You know. So. Uh, but that, I, I love this though. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. But, yeah. but th for me, whenever I go to like a let's say any kind of uh, fiddle, I call it fiddle styles related jam which could mean bluegrass or old time or celtic i don't you know sure. for lack of a better word what i always that was my that's always been my experience because i don't really know a lot i probably have like five or six tunes or something mm -hmm. but i always thought it was a great opportunity to learn um the forms of the tune and to work on my feel 
-hmm. So a lot of times when I go to gyms, that's what I do. I just try to, I'll try to listen for what's a chord progression. Okay, so it's G for eight bars and it goes to C for two bars. And let me just see if I can just feel it out and practicing like my rhythm or practicing like voicings. Mm -hmm. Is that... It's kind of what I mean, you're talking about, It's right? exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, if I don't know the melodies or if it's something that's too intricate for me to pick up right. quickly, um, I usually try and sit where I can hear whoever's playing rhythm. You know, yeah. if it's the bazooki player, if there's a piano player, if right. there's, a, you know, a guitarist, I want to be, you know, accordion, I want to be near them because yeah. that, they're going to save my life in those jam <laughs> yeah, sessions, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. But after being in Ireland for a while, we were there for six weeks, you know, and I was just playing Irish tunes with people and I would start to hear some of the same tunes or, you know, people would tell me, oh, you should check this one out. Or I would be at a jam and I would always ask, what was the name of that one? What was the name of that one? I would be like, type it in. And then I would go and work on them. So the next time I went to a jam, mm. I might have a tune or two that I could yeah. join in on. But like, I could barely ever really lead a set of tunes because right. I can't think of the next <laughs> tune while I'm playing <laughs> the tune. You know, that is so hard. Yeah, that's another level, right? I know, that's another level. Like, it's, I, I'm, I'm trying so hard to remember the tune, I yeah, can't yeah. even think about what right. the next one is that's yeah. coming up, you know? Well, but, but to, to me, I mean, that, that feels like a, uh, a takeaway for some of the listeners, though, too, because I feel like a lot of my listeners, you know, maybe they want to dip a toe in the water of something, and that would be one thing I would say to them, is like, you don't, you don't necessarily need to learn the melodies, but you can still get a lot out of trying to play rhythm, being a part of the rhythm section. I feel like coming out of a classical violin background, I feel like one of the biggest uh, things to get past is that we're just uncomfortable, uncomfortable not being, not doing the melody all the time. Yeah. And so if we just make that switch, like, no, it's okay. I don't have to play the melody and actually I can just lay out half of the song. Yeah. And like be okay with that, yeah. you know, and I feel like a lot of people could, if they could just make that switch in their head about you don't have to be playing the melody, you can really, and you can get so much and grow so much actually, yeah. if you're comfortable within just being in that space. Do you agree or is there anything yeah, else you know, say about I gotta it? say that I'm, I've, I have a great time playing rhythm and being part of the rhythm section. Right. You know, and I'm not even just talking about like, it doesn't have to be chopping. Right. It can just be sort of... Right. You yeah. know, just kind of being part of the fabric of the music, participating in some way, being supportive right. of whoever is playing yeah. the melody. Yeah. I'm really, really satisfied just grooving like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, sometimes that's, I just like to do that anyway during the jams, right. even maybe if I know the tune. And that, and that for me was a, it was a switch of mindset, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I like to make the, the comparison between caretaking Hmm. caretakers uh, you know and I'll be interested to see what you think about this but like you know like I identify as well there, there's a common story about this where somebody like me maybe identifies as the provider quote unquote provider for the family right you know, mm -hmm. travel make the money come home okay. and like you know um, and maybe your partner is primarily more of a caretaker right mm -hmm. sometimes people get into those roles and then there's this thing, I learned about it actually in the last year, that like one of the ways that um, traditionally that men can be, what's the word, um, insensitive at the very least, but at the worst, uh, subjugating or disrespecting or like disproportionately putting labor on their partners mm -hmm. is, by, is by using incompetence as an excuse. Well, like, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I don't know how to make food. 
I don't know how to clean a house. Where do you keep things? Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, it, and I just think it's fascinating to consider this as an analogy in music. Huh. The people in the, in the rhythm section are caretakers for every beat and for every chord change. Yeah. They're responsible for it. And so, like I said, like coming from my background as a classical violinist, who's always like, my job is the first violin in the, in the, in the, in the quartet. Yeah. You follow me, I play the melody, thank you very much, right? And yeah. it's, to me, that's an analogy. Yeah. And it's like... I think it's good. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you, when, you know, but I had to make that switch. That was like, I didn't, I, you know, 20, 30 years ago. I was like, I was curious about the rhythm section and I used to have complaints about it. Mm -hmm. You find a lot of people have complaints. It's like, well, the rhythm section, they, I don't even know what they're talking about. They don't invite me in. No, you have to ask. You yeah. have to earn the right to be a part of the rhythm section. You know, you have to work for that. I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, you, what you're making me think of is um, like, I find that learning a melody is sort of the easy thing for me. Mm -hmm. Learning the chord changes is the harder thing, yeah. you know? Uh, because because I'm so used to being in the melody role, right. you know, and uh, it wasn't really until I started playing rhythm a lot that I was able to, or that I paid attention to the chord changes. Right. You know, it's like uh, if you're way up in the violin register, sometimes you don't hear the bass very well. Right. Right. You know, like yeah. I never paid attention to the bass. Right. You know, the bass is right. just always there. It's right. just there. And then you start to like listen and try and figure out what's happening. And I started to learn to play some bass and that helped me to hear the bass right. better. So uh, maybe the to bring it back to the other analogy you're saying, uh, well, I don't know how to cook. Well, you could learn how to cook. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it home. Yeah. And, and it's like, and then that might be hard. That might be uncomfortable. But it's hard to suck at something. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And it, but it's and it's okay. And it's like so. I just yeah. want to say to the to the to the string players out there that are struggling with that. Like it's okay. first of all, it's okay. Yeah. It's like I struggled with it for sure. And but also you're paying respect by kind of humbling yourself in a way and being like, I don't know what's going on in the room. It's like just somebody teach me. And, and but there's going to be a huge payoff at the end of that if you can yeah. if you can make that switch. Well, I think you listen in a different way and you participate musically in a different way once you understand the different roles. Uh, similar analogy making me think of like a band leader versus a uh, side musician. Right. Right. Uh, I didn't understand what it really meant to lead a band. Right until I actually did it. Exactly. Right? Or, you know, being, a, you know, a, you know, thinking about your parents and then being a parent. You didn't really know what it was right. like for your parents until you actually became a parent. Right. You know? Yeah. And so it's like once you kind of take some of these other roles, then you, you can appreciate what it takes to do those other yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and this is one of the <laughs> things I love about you. Um respect about you and, and what I, I feel like is implicit or explicit in this project is you're bringing that level of inquiry, curiosity, honor and respect to people in other cultures and other places around the world. And, and so I really, that really resonates with me. Um, let's come back and talk to that some, about that some more sure. after we listen to another yeah. clip. Is that okay with you? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like There's a minute and a half clip or something. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's see here. Um, uh, let's go. So we're, we're going to Ireland here, and I'm going to play one. Actually, here this is a good. Uh, this is what it's like being in the pubs. Awesome. All right. So Love it. Love I went out and played a gig with some friends, uh, just a, in a tiny little pub in this town called Doolin. It's a place called McGann's Pub, and I'm with a, a an, uh, uh, 
Ilian Pipes player named Blackie O'Connell. Ilian Pipes are the Irish bagpipes. Okay. And a bazooki player uh, named Cyril O'Donohue. And um, we played three tunes. We won't go through the whole thing, but we'll, we'll start at the beginning and you'll hear like he calls out a, a, the second tune and he just, he, what happened, he, he looks and he's like, E. And I have no idea where he's going. I didn't know the tune at all, so I just played rhythm. And then we, I knew the last tune, and so we played the last one. But Brilliant. anyway, so let's, uh, let's check this out.
so sweet. It's like, you I mean, know, that's the experience of like so many of my nights in Ireland was pretty much that, like that. That's you know? amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, let's jump into some more. Is that cool? Yeah. Let's jump into some more tunes. Yeah. I, I mean, the only thing I, what, what comes up for me just after hearing that is I remember my journey with so many different styles of music was that I would hear it on a record but it wouldn't really move me until I was like live with somebody like in a space mm -hmm. and um, and then I would start to appreciate it more yep. you know like and uh, but like this like hearing like I think probably because I've been in a room with people playing Irish music a little more but I but also just because it was done in Ireland I don't know like I can feel the energy in this record man these guys like after the end I mean like I was just like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's like the the whole song uh, or we, we would play a set of music that was I don't know seven eight minutes long that intense you know the whole time and it's right. great but by the end you're like wow I'm gotta be in shape for this yeah yeah you know but the energy is really really fun what I like about on that track because it's just I mean it's just a live thing in the in the pub you know you get here all the sort of talking you know in the beginning and then all of a sudden like at one point I, I kind of noticed when I was listening to it later it was like all the talking's gone wow you know and you can kind of like and you can feel like the energy in the room because like you know you're having a conversation and then it's kind of going like this and then we're just playing in the corner and you can feel that you know everybody's kind of stopped and is enjoying the energy that we're having there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. That's a beautiful thing. Well, what do you, what do you got next for us? All right. Well, I got a track here from from Scotland, um, and we'll kind of it's a again they also do sets of tunes in in Scotland as well, um, but we'll I'll just pretty much focus on the first tune here, which is a different type of a tune. It's a strathspe, and uh, so it's kind of got a rhythm. It's a little bit more on that side. Um, now, the the players on this one, uh, it's uh, Ailey Shaw and uh, her husband Ross Martin. Ailey's a fiddle player and Ross is the guitarist. And we happen to be in this town called Erisig. Uh, it's this little little town. Uh, it's actually, I was staying on this peninsula, like this remote peninsula, and we would come back into like the town, basically, uh, if the weather was good. And we came to a jam session. I met these guys, and we ended up uh, not getting the ferry on the way back. And somebody helped us uh, stay at a place. I said, "We can st you can stay here." And we woke up in the morning at this place that was like this huge manor estate mansion, biggest thing I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, but you couldn't see it at night when we were really getting there. You could tell it was something special. And then in the morning, I was like, "Wow!" And my daughter felt so cool, like waking up in this giant wow. house. And so we became friends with these folks, um, and uh, they let me uh, come and record at, I mean, this house is big enough to have its own bar, right? So, uh, so we, this, but it's, the hotel's not open, uh, so we were just kind of hanging out in this bar, and we recorded there. So that's where this space is. It's another pub, I suppose, but in a different yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of <laughs> experience. Beautiful, love it. Uh, so this song, this one is called The Smith's A Gallant Fireman. Awesome. Oops. Oh, I got to turn the volume back up. Hold on. Oh, it's all good. From, from my, my, my uh, really nice fade out. <laughs> that, was, that was an elegant fade out. 
while we're queuing it up, yep. I want to say again, uh, thanks to our sponsors, Electric Violin Shop. Uh, if you go to them, electricviolinshop.com, and this is, we're talking about acoustic music today, but uh, I know both of us have pickups, and I know and Casey, is a, he's a, a master of a lot of electric stuff, looping and all that stuff, as well as chopping, and, and you can, um, we'll talk more about that, but uh, electricviolinshop.com, all things electric strings. I also, again, want to thank our sponsor, Yamaha. Yamaha, we depend on Yamaha. Creative string players depend on Yamaha. We got that queued up? We're ready. Here, let's do it. like really 
like as I'm listening to it, like I feel like you're you get giving me an introduction to all this this music, you know, because Excellent. like because like you're um, like a lot of people follow you for different reasons, you know, because they think you're you as the like the chop meister or because you do like the bluegrass thing or like your crazy jazz fusion thing, <laughs> you know, like like the looping, like you right, know all right, these different yeah. things. Yeah. But then it kind of becomes you can become like a, a the the introducer to people of these these beautiful authentic voices from around mm -hmm. the world and i'm just struck by how how uh respectfully you engage in that in that space thank you you know yeah i mean it's beautiful chris i'm i'm there to learn yeah you know what i mean we're talking about learning stuff and yeah, yeah. uh uh you know, I want to make music. I want to contribute and bring things to it as well. And and I, I want for this experience with, you know, with these musicians for, for them to get as much out of it as, as I'm getting yeah, from it yeah. too. So we're coming up with arrangements together. Uh, we're I'm showing them tunes from my tradition. You know, and then we're kind of figuring out where do we meet in the middle and what can we do and can we make an arrangement of something right. and let's see what happens. Right. But I'm really there to learn and uh, there definitely been some challenging times uh, not because of any personalities or anything at all it's more about the, the challenges of different rhythms or ornamentations right. or uh, structures of songs and then you get into like something in a different language if there are lyrics you know what so we'll go to India next when I was in India I I really realized how understanding the words of a vocal song, this is going to sound crazy, but how understanding the words, how much it helps me know where the verse is, where the chorus is. Wow. You know, because I can recognize a melody that is, you know, similar or repeating, but I don't know if the words are repeating or not. I don't know. It's really hard for me. Or it was challenging in India for sure to know where one part ended and another part began because I couldn't understand mm. the story of what was being said. Yeah. And that was something that I didn't expect, you know? Yeah. So I definitely had some challenges in this whole experience, yeah. but uh, I feel like if I, I could think of all the collaborations and every one of them, I think of his victories too. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. From yeah. something I learned, you know? Well, it strikes me that if, if I'm going into a, into a space with a community that I don't have a lot of history with, that it's a it's a uh, you know there, there's a, there's a burden on me to to try to like do no harm like to not ruin the vibe sure of you know to not come in and just like start knocking things over and doing things wrong yeah, and, you know, yeah. it feels like I want to be respectful and so and I so I get that and I sent that's what I sensed in that last song well and everything that we've heard so far is that like you figured out a way to do that that to me seems like the challenge it's like okay i want to collaborate with you but i know that like i don't know what i don't know so <laughs> exactly so will you let me know like when yeah. you just lay out or yeah. like you know and so i feel like that's that's what i said earlier i feel like you're navigating that beautifully and i just respect that so much thanks you know what i was uh, this is kind of you might think this is interesting um so before well, my plan was before going to each country to study the music a little mm -hmm. bit, at least to kind of prepare myself. And now, like, the first 
country I was able to do that because I didn't have any countries that I was in beforehand. But then I realized like just the, the living from day to day, cause you know, I'm, again, I'm with my family there and we're trying to, you know, be a family and explore and trying to be present in the moment. I didn't have the chance to like do as much homework before I got there that right. I wanted. So kind of the homework happened once I got there. And one of the things that I would do is I was just, I was on Spotify that's where I consume my music right now. And, uh, and I would just look for everything I could for Scotland, for example. And I would ask friends for recommendations. And then I was like, if you like this artist, you would like it, this artist. Okay, let me see what's going on. And I would just listen to things and I would make this giant playlist of music for each country. And then I would just be listening to it while I was there. You know, trying to let <laughs> things sort of wash over me and maybe even I'd find a tune that I think was really cool often of course I would and then maybe that's something that I would ask somebody to teach me or uh, I don't know it's just like but I was trying to do work to get in this get myself in tune to the best that I could you yeah. know on the fly yeah I suppose <laughs> brilliant well take us to India please yeah um, man I, I I got a ton of stuff from there uh, I can't imagine trying to get with it with in the, I, I mean I'm just saying kudos man like that's I definitely had some challenging situations for sure uh, let's see here where do I go in India here on the record let's um, I'm gonna play this uh, song so this one is uh, let me let me read the title and I got the pronunciation recently from my buddy Bado Sadhana Ketage Sadhana Ketage and uh, so this, so the, his, this guy's name, he's a singer. Uh, he's playing guitar on this also. His name is Raghu Dixit. And he's from Bangalore or Bengaluru down in uh, Karnataka. Uh, so it's a southern, southern India. And uh, talking about wanting people to get something from this interaction like I'm getting, right? And uh, he said, you know, there's this thing that I've been, I've been fooling around with, but I've never really done it before. Uh, you know, I've been taking poetry from a poet, you know, from, uh, you know, it's in the, it's in my language, Canada, uh, from my state, and I've been putting, you know, melodies to, and chords to the poetry, and he's a songwriter, he's a, you know, he's a big dude, big, big star, and he's, and he's usually doing his own material, he's like, this is the kind of thing that I've been working on on my own, and I haven't done it yet, maybe we could do a song like this, and I was like, <laughs> I want you to do something that you haven't done before, and right. I'm going to do something that right. I haven't done before, and let's see what happens awesome. when we do it. So this is a this is a poem that he put uh, lyrics to, or sorry, put uh, melody to, and uh, I'll just leave it at that for right now. Awesome. All the best to you. Yeah. Good luck. See you at the end. Yes. <laughs> good point.
ಬಾರೋ ಸಾಧನ ಕೇರಿಗೆ ಮರಳಿ ನಿನ್ನಿ ಊರಿಗೆ ಬಾರೋ ಸಾಧನ ಕೇರಿಗೆ ಮಳೆಯು ಎಳೆಯುವ ತೇರಿಗೆ ಹಸಿರು ಏರಿದೆ ಏರಿಗೆ ಹಸಿರು ಸೇರಿದೆ ಊರಿಗೆ ಹಸಿರು ಚಾಚಿದೆ ದಾರಿಗೆ ನಂದನದ ತುಳುಕೊಂದು ಬಿದ್ದಿದೆ ನಂದನದ ತುಳುಕೊಂದು ಬಿದ್ದಿದೆ ಈ ನೋಟ ಸೇರದು ಯಾರಿಗೆ ಪಾರು ಸಾಧನ ಕೇರಿಗೆ ಮರಳಿ ನಿನ್ನಿ ಊರಿಗೆ ಗಳ ನೆರಳಾಟವು ಅಡವಿ ಹೂಗಳ ಕೂಟವು ಕೋಟಿ ಜೇನೋಣ ಕೂಟವು ಯಕ್ಷಿ ಮಾಡಿದ ಮರಳಿ ನಿನ್ನಿ ಊರಿಗೆ about man wow powerful it's powerful so when we were doing that session um you know we when he was telling me about the song we were sitting down like this and he was you know playing the guitar and he you know he kind of sang a little bit of it um i had no idea like really of the power of his voice right and he didn't he didn't give it away at that you know moment when we were sitting there and then so we kind of set the gear up and we we're uh getting ready to record and we had somebody there to help us with this one which was not normal but it was had an engineer there and i had my mic up here and he's like i don't 
I don't think that's going to work. And I was like, ah, well, you know, it'll probably be okay. He's like, <laughs> no, because we're this close to each other. Right. He's like, no, I really, I think you're going to get a lot of voice in that. And I was like, okay. Well, then I'll put my little, I'll also put my clip on, right. my, on my fiddle, you know, as a safety. And then, <laughs> and so then we started playing. We just did one take. And, uh, and like he, when he's, but that first, when he goes up there, yeah. I was like, it was like my hair kind of went back like this, you know. That mic was completely unusable. And uh, so, I, anyway, he was so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, he was so powerful. And uh, I'd never really been in the proximity of somebody with a voice wow. like that. And it was so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Take us uh, take us somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and while you're figuring out what we're going to do, what we're going to listen to next... I just I love hearing all this. I want to pack it all in. Um, I want to I want to make sure that I tell people about your project, which just correct me if I'm wrong, but it's called WorldOfChop.com, and it is. and and if I understand correctly, it is it's a like a pretty there's a lot of free stuff there, and because a lot of people they you know your name is one of maybe you know three to five names that are usually thrown around when it's like. Hey, who do I learn to chop from? Uh-huh. Casey Dreesen is one of the top names that anybody will say you got to learn from Casey. Of course, Daryl Anger, mm-hmm. Rushad Eggleston. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that Eggleston? Yeah, Eggleston. You're yeah. And uh, and there's a, I know there's probably a few other people that I'm that I'm you know, but um, but our friend Oriel Sanya mm-hmm. um, from Barcelona. Yeah, you you and him put together this uh, website with chopping resources that are free and I believe it's maybe it has to do with notation it does of chopping yeah. so I just want to t- make sure I'm telling people like go to worldofchop.com you know also like all the classes that you're giving mm-hmm. and this kind of thing yeah that's uh, so I mean if, if people know the, the what we're talking about the chopping you know it was started by Richard Green back in 1966 I'll do a really awful version it's, all right. like, it's like this it's something like I mean this. that's the basic idea you yeah, got okay. it okay okay go ahead uh, I don't know how to chop <laughs> by the way go ahead exactly. so uh, Richard Green started this back in 1966 when he was playing with Bill Monroe and then Daryl Anger was the first guy to learn it from Richard and Daryl then went and de- developed it with the Turtle Island String Quartet in this amazing technique right, right. And they were doing some notation for it as a string quartet, right? They developed some notation. But over the years, the, the style, the technique has developed beyond what the notation existed for. Right. Right. So uh, both Oriel and I realized that he and I were making shorthand for some of the things that we were developing. We said, you know what? Maybe we should do something together, you know, because... Uh, you know, if we're both trying to do this, other people are trying to find ways to communicate it. And so we basically uh, built upon what Daryl and the Turtle Island uh, guys had done with their notation. And we then uh, brought in some new symbols and uh, basically tried to trying to standardize right. what is being yeah. used so that people can learn it, teach it, compose with it, arrange with it, that sort of thing. So that's what it is. <clears throat> yeah, and in fact, I mean, it feels, if it's okay with you, I'd love to suggest maybe we maybe we play that, that quick tune now sure. for folks. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a good way for, for to just show people like what it looks like, you know. Uh, this is a tune that, that I wrote. I, I say wrote, that's sort of aggrand, aggrandizing because, you know, but, but I love... I consider myself a student of bluegrass. I consider myself a student of many of these other styles of music, although I don't, I don't do it a lot all the time, but I really respect it. And I consider it's like, well, I'm 
constantly trying to improve. And um, so I asked you to, you know, hey, check out this tune, this yeah. kind of simple tune that I wrote, because I thought we could show people like what you would do to back me up on sure. my tune. Yeah. And then you can also see me kind of sucking at it. You always try to back <laughs> back Casey up on it. But, you know, because I think chopping people a lot of times, they it's not... I mean, to me, it's not just about chopping. It's about accompanimental styles. There's a rhythmic sure. aspect. There's a harmonic. There's yeah. textural aspects. All this stuff. Yeah. I just thought it'd be fun if we show people sure. this. So yeah. uh, we... now, what Daryl Anger likes yeah. to say, I know, is that uh, that this is a dangerous weapon. Yeah. Right. Okay, thank you. you know, it's a dangerous weapon. You have to be careful how you wield it. You know, it, it doesn't need to be loud. Right. You know, to be effective. Right. You know, because sometimes you get really excited when you get to, when you get to participate in music this right. way. Right. But a little goes a long way. Okay, that, I like that. <laughs> thank you. So, um, well, let's tune real quick. So, the, if anybody wants to follow along. My tune is basically, it's like G for 16, and then it's like A for 8, and then it's like G for 8, or something like that. Yeah. We got a tag at the very end. I'll play this kind of melody that I sort of half know what it is, and Casey will back me up, and then I want to accompany you on the form, okay. and then I'll come back just one time and, you know, do something, and we'll... Okay. Tag. I'll see what happens. I, I, I know the shape of the melody, I right, think, but right, I don't right, really right. know the melody. <laughs> right. And this is the first time that we've played music live with any other person in like a year, right? Yes, or something. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so let me see. Do we do about there? Is that cool? Sure. One, two, a one, two. Uh. Shake your hand. We can shake now, I think. <laughs> we I think can. it's okay. We're vaccinated. We got the show. 
Oh man, but it really is a blast to play with yeah. a human, man. I know. Especially right, man. A, a great human like yourself, man. Oh man. <laughs> I'm so glad we live in the same town. I know. It's a beautiful thing. Well, um, Please take us to another one on this, on All this right. great project. So I'm going to tell you, uh, I'll tell you a little story about this here. We, uh, so we, we were in India for two months and uh, this was January and February. Now we, uh, about a week before we were getting ready to go to Japan for the next place. Uh, now if people remember, the coronavirus was already known in the world at this point. And it was the, the three hotspots were China, uh, Singapore, and Japan. Wow. And Japan only had about 700 cases at this time, and we were trying to figure out are we going to go? But everyone was like, you know, basically, don't go, you know, don't go, be careful. And uh, we already had <laughs> a non refundable like flight in place, oh <laughs> right? Gosh. And things weren't all that bad yet. And so we decided, well, let's go and let's go ahead and be aware and we'll be careful let's pay attention and just see what happens be ready to leave if we need to right leave early earlier than we were planning so we went ahead and went to japan and we ended up uh cutting our trip short about uh two weeks because it seemed like something was probably going to happen you know it, it seemed like it could, as we know like so many things have happened you know to countries countries in this time um but, so we booked our flight to Europe to expedite our trip to Europe because Europe seemed like it was still fine. In the week between when we booked our flight and oh, when no. we left for Europe, uh, Italy shut down, right. Spain shut down, right. and then just like countries just started closing their borders. And uh, so we left Japan after three weeks and we just barely got into Europe. Wow. Uh, so that's, you know, we were right there kind of at that that's what was going on at You're that like time. You're like surfing like a wave. <laughs> we were like following it, kind of. Yeah, we were wow. chasing it. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of a track from Japan. From Japan, awesome. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, this is a um, well. These are traditional tunes. One of them is actually uh, well, 150 years old. And I asked, "Is this a traditional?" So it's traditional. I said, and they said, "No, no, no, no. It's not old enough." <laughs> right? Of this, course, this is Japan. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So the two musicians that I'm playing with, uh, Yutaka Oyama, he plays the shamisen, which is, if you hear it, there's a there's something that sounds a little bit like the banjo. It's a skinhead instrument. Uh, it's fretless, but they play it with a big pick. All right. And um, then the other instrument is the shakuhachi, and the player's name is Obama Akito. And the, sh the shakuhachi is a long uh, bamboo, large bamboo flute. Okay. And these instruments are so dynamic. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, they're really, really dynamic instruments. So I'm just going to drop somewhere in the middle because this is, it's like an epic three-part thing that's like 10 minutes long. Gotcha. Great. Um, Great. So I don't even know where we're going to be at here, and I'm just going to hit play. We're going to go, we're going to go in the middle and okay. just see what happens. Great. Yeah, let's take, take like a minute and a half or something yeah. like that. Thank you. 
flute went and it's, it almost feels to me like you were conscious of like, well, I don't know if it was unconscious or conscious, but like the, the ponticellos, but then also just like the the breath of the violin that you brought into it. And then like, you know, just like, that was deep. Man. man, thank you. These guys, like I said, they were so dynamic. You know, it was like like when, Ra, when I was telling you about like Ragu, you know, when he when he first opened up and started to sing, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know about, I knew about the shamisen, but I didn't know about the shakuhachi, and he was sitting next to me, and when we started the improvisation part, we basically do two songs, and then we say, okay, uh, their idea was, well, let's improvise together, we'll do, we'll use the scale of the song that is coming up. Yeah. So that's what B so, flat Phrygian or something like yeah, that. So the, yeah, so uh, the Miyakobushi, I think, is what it's, it's something like that okay. in, in, in Japanese. Right. Um, and so the first thing that he did uh, on his solo that we didn't hear there, he just hit this huge note. And this is the same sort of thing that it just kind of like started. I just, I just wasn't expecting it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of set the stage, you know, in a way. And like, you know, like talking about like how quiet can I play? Because he would just basically. Also, and so yeah. I'm, I'm really quiet. So yeah, this yeah. whole thing had a dynamic range that was yeah. like this. That's awesome. You know, That's so cool. those guys are, you know, it's amazing uh, playing with those guys. But we basically talked it out and tried it twice, and then it was like all high fives. Yeah, <laughs> that's killer. Um, what do we got? We have two more countries. Uh, we got one, one more, more country. One more country. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Yeah, man. we got one more country, and it's uh, it's Finland, um, and. That's where we got to, uh, wow. and 36 hours later or less, the borders closed in Finland. Wow. And so we got very lucky, and I happened to be in a town that's called Kaustinen, and it's a small town that's known for a fiddling tradition. Okay. And there's this family that's uh, from that area, the Jarvala family, and a bunch of great musicians, you know, in an extended family in that, uh, in that name. And so uh, I got to hang out with uh, a bunch of them once everybody kind of felt more comfortable because we were all learning about coronavirus at yeah, the time. Yeah, masking all, up and everything. And yeah, all we all quarantined for a couple of weeks once we first arrived. Wow. And, you know, and just being like, is it okay to get together? I don't, yeah, I think, you know. Yeah. And so we had our first, like, distant jam session. Me and my buddy Esco were, like, we're sitting away from each other playing tunes. But, you know... Uh, it was a it was a strange time, but it was I was really glad to be there with some people that I knew, you know. Good. So we got lucky. Yeah. Uh, so let me uh, I'm gonna play uh, play another vocal song. Actually. Okay. Awesome. Um, this is one. It's called Yosaulet Minun Helonani. Okay. Yes. And this is other lands, plural. Other lands. Other lands. Yes. And people can find it anywhere on all the streaming. Exactly. Everywhere streaming. Casey Dreesen, yeah. other lands, and I, I, I do want to say that uh, it's also a, it's a huge video project as well. We've been talking about the, Thank you. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but every one of these. So you're your YouTube, right? Yeah, it's all on YouTube. Yeah. And so and just Casey Dreesen, Casey Dreesen, yeah, YouTube. Yep. Yeah, and for all of these, there these are thirteen of twenty-five collaborations that I did. All of them had. There's video of the collaborations yeah. of us playing together. There's video, uh, I, I intersperse uh, video from the area of the yeah. exploration, the driving, the walking around the streets, the, you know, whatever it is. So you can have an, you can get an idea of what it was like in the area that we were playing. Oh, I've, I'll say, I've seen some of your YouTubes. I said this before we even, you know, were rolling tonight. And I just, yeah, you got to check out Casey's YouTube because it's, you put a lot of love into the storytelling 
on your yeah. channel. It's yeah. you know, I for Thanks. sure like you just gotta just gotta go to the channel for sure. Well, we can't quite travel yet, so if you want to travel a little bit, you can do it virtually. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to see no, it's these a countries. good YouTube channel. Just go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, this, this has the three people. Uh, sorry, well, I'm the third. Uh, the guitarist, his name is Antti Yarvala, and the vocalist uh, is Maya Pokela, and she's also playing the cantale, which is uh, it's kind of a longer instrument. You sort of strum it. it it's sort of re is reminiscent of an auto harp, but it doesn't have the buttons. So, uh, in order to make the chords and for her to play, she uses her fingers to mute the strings she doesn't want to ring. Okay. Yeah, so she's doing this and she's singing. Yeah. Way over my head. All right, so we'll go ahead and listen to a little of that. between the, the cracks you know it's like when people try to you know when, when we don't know about stuff we we try we naturally reduce it you know like before i before i was hip to irish music i just thought it was like oh whatever dig it and it's like the deeper you go into it you know it's like it's all in the cracks there's so much nuance there's so much yeah. possibility for being powerful and 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 you do that man i just gotta acknowledge you because your your artistry is is really 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 deep you know i feel the, the love i feel your heart in this project you know the attention that you put into the arrangements you know the the recording this is like a incredible project man thanks I mean, a lot chris yeah, yeah appreciate that a lot and uh um yeah man it's it's just i i, I feel like I, I can learn a lot from listening <laughs> to this to this project you know just all the things you're doing you know, I'm still I, learning from. I'm still learning from this yeah. project. You know, like I've been trying to figure out how to play these tunes since 
well, since nobody can travel right now, and you know, I've been trying to learn how to play them by myself. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's that's challenging too. You know, I you know I have this blog post that's called something like Eleven Ways to Join the Band or something, and it's it's supposed to be for classical musicians uh-huh. who are kind of like they're like I want to join the band. What do I do? I'm like, here's an eleven point checklist, and it's kind of like. You know, it's like tour well, manage, run merch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's like the musical things you Yo, can do. Oh, it's oh, like, okay. And the first one is when to lay out. The first yeah. thing is lay out. Yeah. And then the second thing is like, well, you can play pads or you can do like a rhythmic texture mm-hmm. or you can like, you know, harmonize a, a line or, you know, it's like, it's literally supposed to be very nuts and bolts so that people can like pick these things. Sure. And, um, but, you know, that's kind of an entry point. And I think it helps people. But like, I, I hear those choices that you made as you were doing this, but I hear how artfully you do it, like beautifully. Thanks. You know, just like all the decisions you made that are very very creative, but very, uh, like you really labored over those decisions and you, there's a lot of analog, you know, like, the, the you know it's, th- I mean there's there's a lot of nuance I think yeah. we're, we're thinking a lot of details as much as possible yeah. you know as we can and um, trying to like in the beginning we we're talking about being supportive right like finding ways to yeah. join the band and yeah, yeah. not have to be in the front and be right. you know be a fabric of it yeah. and you know let people shine let people have yeah. their turns you know and pass it around right. like make sure that everybody is featured and yeah. you know just yeah, and it's like, you know, in any of these songs that we heard, if I had to take a guess, like, you know, maybe 20% of the song is you taking the solo. If that, right? And yeah, it's, like when not, you, not, it's not all about solos. No, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it's like and it's like when you do come in and you have that moment where you're the melody or whatever, like it's very powerful. And But then all these other things you're doing are so powerful. It's, and, and, you know, so when people say like, oh yeah, Ch- Ch- uh, Casey, he's the chop guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't reduce it. You know? There's <laughs> well, so many textures. There's so many things that you're doing in that. And it's just gorgeous. It's no, just thanks. Amazing. I'd like to be more than the chop guy, too. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I know you are. You know what I'm saying. No, I, know, right? I, know, you know? I know exactly what you're I saying. I mean, yeah. you know, because it's like I come from a similar place of feeling. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But, but I mean, 1996, I started with the idea of I want to be. Uh, even before then. You know, I had an idea like I wanted to do something different. You know, mm-hmm. the, what I called that, whether I called it jazz or whether I called it different things at different times. Um, a lot of times I felt misunderstood or underappreciated mm-hmm. for what I was doing. So I can only imagine that maybe you have encountered that. In, in I mean, there have been a couple times when, uh, I mean, I definitely have been working on playing rhythm because that's the way that for me I've been able to participate in a lot of things yeah. that I you know it, it's given me an entry point to you know yeah. different instruments and different music um, it has, hasn't always been appreciated when I have done that <laughs> on some music you know no, sure right right right, right. <laughs> you know uh, there's a you, I, in college I was always trying to play well all my friends were playing like uh, Stevie Wonder stuff and funk things and I was mm-hmm. hanging I was like it was it was my first time really getting to play stuff like that. And right. I was super fired up. And, and uh, we would uh, we would always play music together, do everything together. And there was a recording session that happened one day. And I knew that the recording session was happening. And I went to the studio because all my friends there, it was like the crew. We were all in the studio. So I went to the studio. And I was like, where am I going to be? And my buddy's like, the fiddle can't be on everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, like it, to this day, like I'm sure we all have those things right. that somebody has said to us yeah. that you know yeah. uh, that is you know like oh really 
well, I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to find ways that it can be there yeah. if possible. Like, yeah, let yeah. me try. Yeah. Let me try. But the, but there are times like if there's a drummer, like a drum set player, I don't need to. You don't need to chop, right? Okay, I just want to check. You know, or unless okay. unless the drummer and I want to get some sort of polyrhythm going on, right? Right. Right. We want sure. to have some sort of right. you know like arrangement, you know, right. like. Or let's both hit it and from the chorus, right. and let's make it big as possible. Right, right. So then, then it's arrangement. Yeah. But right. just like as a go-to, no, I don't need to do yeah. that. If the drums well, there. and also if it's a seven-piece band, like it's different than a duo or a trio. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. And uh, but I remember we both have have worked with Victor Wooten, and toured with him, recorded mm-hmm. with him. And I remember uh, one time he said to me, he said, "Do you know Casey Dreesen? Now that's a cat that knows how to get, you know, beyond <laughs> beyond the instrument." And you know, that's so, nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. And so for Victor to give you the the rhythm section endorsement, it doesn't get any better than that. Man. So period. The end. Like, oh so, man. Thank so you. pretty much nobody could tell you to lay out. You know, you you you, you get to drive that rhythm bus whenever you want, man. I mean, yeah. it doesn't get any stronger than the endorsement from Victor Wooten. Yeah, right. Um, so. So everybody get Other Lands, um, check it out. Go to Casey Dreesen's YouTube because there's a lot of great stuff there. Go to worldofchop.com. But also, you're going to be doing workshops yep. uh, on on each, many different workshops related to this project. Yep. So check out, I'm guessing, caseydreesen.com. Absolutely. That's where you go. Reach out to this guy. He's human. <laughs> Truly a human, real person. <laughs> and I can vouch for him. We're, we're both here near the... Uh, Blue Ridge Parkway, looking at it right here in Asheville. Yep. Um, anything else you want to tell people? Uh, you know, I just, I, I really don't have much else to say. Just explore music, you know? That's the thing. There's so much beautiful music. It's just as deep as you want to go. It's out there, you know, in any tradition. And there's so much great stuff. So uh, if there's something that you are, if this opened a door in some way to something that you haven't heard, uh walk through the door and go and check some stuff out because it's really inspiring. I'm inspired by my time that I had and I've learned so much through this through this project. Thank you, man. So we're gonna we're gonna play some more of this music on the way out. And as we're going out, I want to thank you for listening to Creative Strings Prog- Podcast. Um, reach out to me, go to Christianhouse.com for more uh, show notes, links to related stuff, and um, Reach out Chris at ChristianHouse.com for questions. Uh, join the Creative Strings workshops, you know, um, and all that sort of thing. You know, I want to thank our, our sponsors, especially Yamaha. Creative String players depend on Yamaha. And I want to thank ElectricViolinShop.com. Um, you can call them anytime during business hours. They will pick up the phone. A human being will pick up the phone and answer any questions you have about electric strings awesome. all things electric strings which as we all know is very valuable yes um so thank you again for supporting creative strings podcast and thank you casey appreciate you thanks a lot chris i'm glad to be here yeah yeah